0: scrambled some eggs with some feta I just had a little bit of feta left and I put that in there um, it's gonna get a little melty and like salty and but the real like cherry on top is this salsa it's an oil-based salsa that we got mm-hmm. at like a we went to like Live Oak Brewing one day and they had like a random market and um, and the, the type of salsa is, uh, I have to go and look and see what the brand is, but um, it's their machete version and it is like smoky and a little bit goes a long way. It's like not like calling it a salsa is like, it's like almost the consisting of like Harissa or something. So calling it a mm. salsa is a little, it comes in a real small jar. But um, you know what? I'm just, let me just go get that jar real
1: quick. <laughs> Hi, Leo. Oh, my God. Laurel just slammed something and Leo had zero reaction.
0: <laughs> okay. It's it called- sounded
1: like you slammed something and L- Leo did not, like, <laughs> do – had zero reaction. That's no, all amazing. that happened
0: was my cupboard door. I just, like, didn't catch it as it closed, so it didn't right, really but slam. Right,
1: it sounded really loud here yeah. and it was just, like, nothing from Leo. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, so not it's not called- even a twitch. But the brand is Fantastic Fuego. So mm. you can see it's a little jar. Um and it's uh machete, it's salsa matcha gourmet oil based salsa. And like I said, a little bit goes a long way. Is it um, like a it looks
1: sweet. almost like it's a salsa like like wow, what's the stuff I really like? An olive olive top toponade? Yeah.
0: Um it's not nearly as chunky as the tapenade is. Mm. But I mean it comes a little jar packed in oil and stuff and mm. I mean I take like a teaspoon like from the silverware drawer and like put make that like half full and that's that's more than enough for like some
1: eggs. I this is a weird place I didn't think we'd be going but I, we were at the Shake Shack the other day and they have a, a burger that has cherry cherry peppers on it. Oh. And I'd never really had cherry peppers but it was like something I'd heard of. It was one of those things I look at and I immediately go I don't want those. And I go, "You know what? If you could put those on the side, that'd be great." And then they messed it up and didn't put it on the side, but then I tried it and I'm like, "Oh, I really like these." So it's like uh, pretty ex- They're yeah. they're not super spicy, but they're oh. pickled, so they're very mm-hmm. pickled. But they're very smoky. At least the ones at Shake Shack were. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not a fan I, of that.
0: I do really like. Uh, I've, I've had cherry peppers and I, I enjoy them. Um, they're kind of. I bet they'd
1: be good in eggs. Yeah, I used to. Be. I used to like again because diabetic. Sometimes if I'd go out, you know, drinking with friends, and I come home. It's like your my tendency when I drink is like, I'm hungry, I'm gonna pig out. And then I have a whole bunch of stuff that's super carby and then Mm -hmm. it like screws up things. But if I could like set things up so that when my after the bar self came home and was like, Oh, look at these, there's some eggs Mm -hmm. and here are all the things I can make with the egg, like and make kind of like a weird scramble in the middle of the night, it'd be perfect.
0: I mean, in DC, I would always like in preparing for a night out because I was in my thirties, it would be like I'd leave uh, a packet of Alka-Seltzer out next to a little glass, and (laughs) and I'd leave a sensible snack out. Because I was like, Laurel, you are going to come home. You are going to want something to eat. So it would be like, you know, Cheez-Its, some pita chips, and some hummus. I wouldn't leave the hummus out, but like, you know, kind of like a, here you go, Laurel. (laughs) Want to make yourself a little quesadilla? We already got the tortilla ready.
1: Mine was, what can I pig out on and not? have it affect my like if it's gonna affect something that's fine but as long as it's not my blood sugars it's the same thing like when Pluckers was open late I would get there and I'd be like give me the buffalo chicken salad (laughs) like it's like here's a lot of something to put in me Mm -hmm. that also has fried chicken on top so I'm getting you know something greasy and late night whatever Mm -hmm. same thing with the eggs but at least it's not carbs yes so I remember all the time it'd be like it's 3am Ryan wants a salad (laughs) excuse
0: me the number of times sorry 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 the number of times i have well this doesn't happen a time but like where I come home from a, a, a night of revelry and i'll be like do you want a quesadilla and he's like no <laughs> and i'm like it's, okay he's more like i like
1: it sounded like you were like <laughs> when you first say it, it sounded like you want to kiss like it sounded <laughs> like that's what you're doing <laughs> but i just love this idea of like <laughs> i don't know why it was so many hey you want to kiss like it was real nice that you were like asking but also like
0: <laughs> oh god like, I listeners like... i had a mouthful full of water so that was me laughing <laughs> trying to not sorry I, out I, the
1: water. F- I feel like i don't want to presume but i'm assuming you're at the point in your relationship where if you just want to give him a kiss it's probably okay <laughs> how but I dare like you like...
0: presume we have kiss coupons <laughs> you, you must present kiss? and cash and in? i also like
1: I also like the idea of you calling it a kissadilla is kind of funny. <laughs> like,
0: I love that, and I kind of think that that is what Taco Bell should name their quesadillas on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's get, Day, the kissadilla. Get a kissadilla! Oh man. Uh, speaking of coupons, I, I, we were at like Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> we were at like Barnes and Noble sometime in January, and um, at the checkout, it was like Valentine's Day gifts for couples, and one of the things was like a coupon book, and I'm sure you're thinking it's going to be like, oh, coupons for like a back rub, coupons for like whatever. It was coupons permission to feel your feelings. We're like presenting this coupon, and I was like, um, you don't need to have a coupon. Yeah. That, there's not a finite amount of times so you ha- you need permission to feel your feelings. It, you can feel your feelings without a coupon, without anyone's permission.
1: That feels like something where you're trying to get to a point, point that is the beginning stages of like...
0: That's you know that's a very generous like, interpretation. I did not think that. I was more like this is encouraging people to hide their feelings except when they feel like they can. Use fair.
1: A I mean, I don't know. Jumping into the episode a little bit, it does feel like some weird, like, like a jokey way that someone would like write a psychologist, psychiatrist, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you give them a coupon to feel your feelings. I got Tara this thing. Um, someone showed it to me that they gave a friend of that it was. This couple, um, he gave it to his partner, and he was showing me. He's like, "I think Tara would like this," and it's like date books. It's like a whole bunch of date ideas with like little, like this is food. This is going to be a whole weekend. This is just like little icons next to it. But then it's a scratch off, like (laughs) like a lottery ticket, and then that's how you figure out what it is. Which I know part of it was this kind of fun date idea, but also Tara you know, love scratch off, like I, loves the scratch yes, part. Of I, love, I love off. scratch
0: offs too. So I'm, I'm, I'm with her on that. Um,
1: well, be careful if you get one, because there are two of them and I got the right one, but about, I got it like way back at Christmas. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll get it. I have this, I have a drawer where it's like every once in a while I open it up and I go, Oh, there's gifts for Tara in here. Thank God an event is uh, something is coming. Like I just get stuff and put mm-hmm. it in there and then save it for when I, uh, like I need it. But, um, there's a version of it that's a lot more like what are we gonna do in the bedroom Uh you know like like that sort of thing and like when i heard about that one i went i like broke out into like flop sweat and i was like (laughs) oh god which one did i get (laughs) like it's like
0: this reminds me oh we may have to edit part of this out but
1: um (laughs) we're just gonna cut to music right here like
0: (laughs) so some friends and I back in fall of 2020 uh, went to go visit some friends had so moved to Portland. It was like a big deal that we were all flying fall 2020. If you remember, we were deep in the early part of the pandemic. Mm, yeah, yeah. And um, so and we loved the game Heads Up. And we also loved the game Taboo. And we were like, OK, so we have Heads Up on our phones. We didn't he- have tab- Heads
1: Up is the Ellen game, right? Y-
0: y- yes. Yes. Yeah. And so then we were like, uh what are other like games we can download on our phones? Cuz like none of us were travel with like a board game or something. So, what are games we can download on our phones? My friend's my friend downloaded a like Truth or Dare uh game that oh, had no. three levels. And uh let me just say that the jump from level 2 to level <laughs> 3 was so far like 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 level 1 was like uh, drink a beer you don't like or something. It was so, it was so tame. And, and, and level two was like, I, I don't know, like, uh, like kiss somebody on the cheek who wasn't your partner or something. Um, so at one point, so it got to the point where half the time with level three, we'd be like, we can't, we, we can't make, you know, like we, we were going to have to skip this one. And my friend's husband, who's also my friend, drew one. It was, he had to give me like a, like a, like a dare to do. And it. it was for me to, What? (laughs) And he was like, okay, we're obviously not going to make Laurel do that. He didn't read it out loud at first. And then he read it. We were all like, what? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. The jump from level two to level three was, I was like, "Whoa!" level two is like friends having fun. Level three is we are swingers.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. So I'm sure we've bleeped that part out. Craniacs, it was a full-on sexual act. Like it was like, hey, I. It's like if 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 people were pulling this out of the air, it would end the party. Yes. Like if it was like you went like, why don't you drink that beer? I know you don't like hoppy beers. Have that beer. And yeah, it would was be like, like
0: make Laurel drink an IPA. Okay, that would be a terrible like, dare for me because I hate IPAs. So like, and sure.
1: Then, <laughs> and then Tara was like, "Ooh, Laurel, give Ryan a kiss on the cheek." Mm-mm. And then I could like, Laurel, do this. You'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like the party's over. We're all having a long discussion about, like, all of our relationships. Like, not just me and Laurel, but, like, me and my, like, it's.
0: It was so it was just, so we we just started always reading like level three because oh it was always just so ridiculous where you were like, they, they really like they, they needed to provide a little bit more guidance between level two and level three.
1: Yeah, I, Laurel, I ha- weirdly have a feeling of anxiety in my chest just from the story <laughs> that I wasn't involved with. And also, I'm sure it was a safe environment that he was like, like, I- even if that got passed to me, even at knowing like, oh, level three ones are kind of crazy. <laughs> the The act you describe while okay for the if like between a dating couple, I will say because I want to tell this to the listeners it's not something so scandalous that it's like you couples would do this yes it's couples probably do this like it's. It's it's not anything like oh my god like like sh- shove Laurel down a manhole like it's not <laughs> anything like that but it, it was the, the, the idea that, that you would just I don't know I just the idea that you would turn I, I was trying to think of something that I could say like the, the idea that you would just turn to a random person and suggest this as a dare is Mm-hmm. there are not like it's not level three that's level 47 <laughs> like there are so many steps to get your to the reaction
0: point. to this is so great because for me this was two Ooh. and a half years ago so i'm very like-
1: <laughs> my temperature has changed my core temperature has changed okay let's talk about I, so oh, i just
0: say like <laughs> You're like it was a safe environment. This was obviously not something we were taking seriously. Like we were more like now right. level three is so ridiculous. But that was definitely the most ridiculous one, but- and it was just so funny that it was my friend who's married to one of my best friends who like read it out to me. It was like the two people who just like like I was single. Like he was like he he's a very proper, upstanding person. It was just really funny the people that had to read it to each other.
1: I just I just I even <laughs> at, even knowing. That I just like I I wouldn't I would I would almost be like I don't want to say this because like obviously this wouldn't happen but what you know let's say it's not you it's another person that I don't know as well who's the third person I'm like ah oh, this one says do this and she's like okay and then again the party's over like a discussion is happening like the whole. Like, it could either be we're all going to laugh at this and have a good time, or everything has changed. This will now be the story of when, like, <laughs> when our the friendship last story all we fell told apart. as a group. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, oh, you know, God. now that you mention it, we've not all been on a trip together <laughs> since, but that is because two of them live internationally. So um, one of the couples lives internationally, but uh, we are all still, <laughs> all still friends. So, no, it Ooh. was, yeah, it, it was just really did not mean to derail <laughs> this episode. So much. Have you, do you have a glass of water nearby that you can
1: I, drink? No, I don't, but God, I wish I did. Uh, hello, Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan.
0: I'm Laurel.
1: <laughs> and we're the Craniacs, and we we tell stories that require excessive bleeping, but also we talk about Frasier. And Laurel, today I feel like I talk about how it's usually I get the second episode like drowsies. Blues, yeah. Yeah, where it's like, okay, first one was fine, second episode not feeling it. Boy, this was a reversal of that.
0: Interesting.
1: For me. I did not like the first one hardly at all, but we'll go into it. Uh, it is season 10, episode 17, aired on March 4th, 2003. Kenny on the couch. Now that Kenny's divorce is final, the realization that his wife is never coming back hits him hard. Fraser suggests he sees a psychiatrist, and Kenny asks him to be his, in quotes, shrink, which I think is interesting way of writing it but anyway um, yeah like I'm going to go right off the bat and say like this one wasn't bad enough to be interesting it was just to me very very boring I
0: I wasn't a fan well, maybe, maybe we just start with, with the episode. It, it opens yeah. with a uh, guest caller, Mindy, calling about her mother, but it turns out she works in catalog sales, which wow took me back to calling from a, calling a catalog number, which I never did, but my grandmother, wow. like, exclusively ordered clothes from catalogs where you either mailed off what you want, like, your order form, or you called um mm-hmm. i really was tickled by Roz being like wait cashmere for under 40 dollars because i too was like cashmere for under 40 dollars but uh that was played the by the interaction
1: L- was pretty funny yes where she's like it sounds like you need a large and it's like all right <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: that was played by laura lenny which i'm just gonna say hmm, interesting uh
1: oh yeah i i have heard she's Shows up later. Like, I, I heard somewhere that she's on the show and we haven't seen her yet. So I'm assuming maybe. it wasn't this.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, this was mm. it. This is what everyone was talking about. That great guest caller. Uh, Which but, didn't
1: sound like her to me. I not at all. I,
0: I was shocked when I saw that it was Laura Lenny at the end. Uh, yeah. So then Kenny comes in and is real, like, peppy and telling Fraser what a great show it was. And calls Rosalinda Roz, and tells her, you know, she's such a great job producing. Couldn't call her a control freak. And then he says a great line, who put a quarter in him today? Um, and it's obviously he's just like really reeling emotionally from the fact that his divorce is final. Because then suddenly he breaks down, uh, you know, into tears in there. And Frasier's like, "Oh, maybe you should, you know, talk to somebody. Maybe, maybe you should see someone a few times a week." And he's like, "Prostitutes are expensive."
1: Yeah, there were a bunch of lines like that where it was like, "This feels like I don't know what they were trying to do with Kenny's character, but I was like, I don't like this. Like, I didn't like. He just felt like a like kind of a." Sleaze, but he's not that character. This
0: to me, the failure in this episode to me is the way they portrayed Kenny's character. They made him yes. so one note, and everything he said was a punchline. That I was a little like, "This like Frazier's better than this," and they write characters, especially a recurring character like Kenny, better than this. Yeah,
1: who's really his his role has ramped up in like this season, especially. Wasn't there an episode this season where he had kind of a dramatic little? bit like i think there was something maybe when he was talking about maybe he needed to divorce his wife yes, earlier it's in the when season
0: Roz's cousin played by zoe de visits and he kind of has a little bit of like a fling with her and she's yeah. all like i'm gonna go to like I'm, I'm leaving to go to japan and he's like i booked like a ticket too and she's like i need to do this by myself and like you need to find yeah. your thing remember he it was the whole thing about how he didn't unpack his office because every time he unpacked he got fired and then at the end of that he started unpacking his office
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's I, it, so it's weird to have this one that was like what a dope and I was like, "Okay, I was not a fan of it." Um I wanted to back up real quick cuz I did bump on Rosalinda cuz I was like, "What is Ros short for?" Um and I pulled up this little thing from Google. Uh it's also from a baby book. So, it does feel like it's trying to sell you on the name Roz. So, just Mm -hmm. hear me out. Roz, an old German girl's name, lends a modern feel to a historic sounding name. (laughs) Which I thought was like a funny way of being like, you should name your kid Roz. Uh, Meaning gentle horse. It's a shortened form of the Shakespearean favorite, Rosalind.
0: (laughs) Uh, I was going to say, I assumed it was Rosalind or Rosamond that was short for when you said, when you started to say a gentle horse, I thought you were about to say a gentle whore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean,
0: because in Game of Thrones, is it the prostitute that like Joffrey kills, who's kind of like the oh, main right, prostitute in right. her name, also Roz?
1: Is it Roz or Ro- I, I? I think I you're think right. It's Roz.
0: Um,.
1: She's a made up character, not from the book, apparently, or like an um, amalgamation. Yeah, she's Boy, like a, a couple sure of I'm sure we've talked about this. Characters. We've talked about this on here, but remember how much we were all into Game of Thrones and how none of us think of Game of Thrones anymore.
0: <laughs> I-, I told, I think I've said this on the show too. I've told my hairstylist, because we were both big Game of Thrones people, we talked about it every time I would get my hair cut, that I was like, it feels like somebody you forgot you dated that you were so yes. into for a little bit, and then you were like, Oh, you see them like an old photo, and you're like, oh, right, them. (laughs) That is how I feel about Game of Thrones.
1: Right. A Um, a tumultuous uh, love affair that has long since, that you haven't thought about in a long time. I do want some of the hours of my life back.
0: uh, So, Fraser starts to give Kenny therapy, has him over to his house, to his apartment, although although mm-hmm. 100% Frazier should not be doing this, when he's like, it's a gray area oh, yeah. to give your employer therapy, I was like, a gray area? It's, I feel I, like, against, like, ethics, kind of?
1: I asked if we thought the show ignores professionalism, or was this something that, like, have we developed better professionalism in the field since this show was out?
0: Uh, Probably a little of both
1: hmm uh i was pretty I th- extreme though
0: yes what i think should have happened is frazier could have been like hey i like i i understand that you feel comfortable talking to me why don't i recommend some therapists who i know have similar styles to me and yeah, i think that
1: was his he what he was trying to do at first or like let's talk a little bit and i can like see where to take you like that's about as far as i would see it like yes. doing a preliminary like let's talk some things out but as we discover later in the episode, it's more about Frazier. Some of this is more about Frazier wanting to see patients Yeah, see patients again, which I thought was kind of, it saved a little bit of this episode for me at the end. I thought that was kind of sweet, but we'll get to that in a little bit.
0: I, I did, yeah, okay. We don't want to jump ahead to that. So it, uh, I loved Eddie sleeping on the credenza, the sofa table behind the sofa, while Kenny is like lying on the sofa crying. I did hate, though, <laughs> that it brought in the old stereotype of you go to therapy you lie on a couch and cry and while the therapist sits next to you and writes things on a legal pad um because i
1: I I... don't think i've ever laid on a couch for a therapist i think the first time i went to therapy i said do you want me to lay down and she was like do you want to lay down and i was like kind (laughs) of
0: yeah i have sat on it i usually sit on a couch i feel like yeah one of my therapists had a couch and one had a love seat and so i sat on one of my therapists had two dogs that came to the office with her and so one of them would just like lie next to me on the couch that was amazing um but
1: you haven't seen the sopranos right no i think they do the best job i mean it's still mid to late 90s to early 2000s like that era but it is like he sits in a seat across away, way, and they, she sits in a seat, and the way she asks him stuff, I think, is is really like, you know, they get to some really root problems with him, but it mm-hmm. doesn't really... I think being a, a you know, I, I love that show, so it's hard for me to say a bad thing about it, other than, like, you know, like, some of it hasn't aged well, but those are those characters. Yeah. Like, they're not characters you're supposed to necessarily like, but anyway, um... It does a really good job, I think, of, like, setting expectations for therapy.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. It, I, it was also... I've sh- always
0: heard positive things about the portrayal of therapy yes. in The Sopranos. I almost said in The Supremes. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> so, it, it, you know, Fraser's writing down all these things about Kenny and says, you know, classic uh, narcissistic father and an overprotective mother, just classic Oedipus complex. Well, well, old friend, we meet again. Which yeah, I
1: wrote that one down. I
0: really, really enjoyed. Um, I will say, though, when Kenny is standing out in the hallway with Martin um when Oof. Martin's leaving to go to McGenty's and Kenny's just leaving Frazier's and Kenny is just like, I had a narcissistic father or, or something like that. It yeah, like, like me, it was it does remind me of when you first go to therapy and you have breakthroughs and then you just want to tell people about it,
1: yeah, i I just remember so like i I'd never been to like I guess I went to some therapist when I was young to kind of diagnose me uh, as having ADHD as a mm-hmm. kid. But that was, like, the closest. I I never just, like, went. And then I had a really big, terrible breakup when I was in D.C. And I was like, I need to do – like, I got to figure something out. And mm-hmm. I went. And I remember just being like, hey, uh, so I just kind of want to talk about this. And, I, and it was like – she goes, okay, well, what seems to be bothering you? And it's like, what? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> like, it was so, like – Like okay, my head in the waiting room. I was like, I'm just gonna go in here, and you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe she'll tap into something. Maybe not. And then, like by the end of it, I was like, I need some tissue. (laughs) Like it was just like water. Like it was like I realized I was holding so much stuff back, and like Mm -hmm. it's a very big point in my life of like figuring out communication and figuring out my personal emotions and stuff like that. But it was so I don't know if, if if as many people have such a clear delineation of like. Bam. Like, I was just like, I love
0: therapy so much. Yeah. Oh, after my first therapy appointment, I called my best friend who we had had a brunch the week before where we both just cried and yeah. I called her and I was like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. <laughs> therapy is yeah, so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, this was one. But, and I I think that's, especially for people who've never gone through therapy before, not like as an adult, I, I do. Th- I think a lot of people have that revelation in like their first few sessions. But I also want to say, if you haven't had that revelation, it doesn't mean it's not working or anything. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah it's just yeah it's i just remember like being like at work the next week and wanting to be like are you in an enmeshed family you might be in one and not even know it and like and i was like laurel do not bring things from therapy i love this like zooming out and
1: you're in the like work cafeteria <laughs> yes, and yes. it's someone's like did you want the chicken or
0: the fish well, like you, you like, zoom out like, and i'm like, at starbucks and the barista's yeah. like so that was a grande latte <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly <laughs> um Ma'am, this is a wendy's
0: <laughs> yes exactly, exactly. Um. And so Kenny has one night out at McGinty's. Is that right? And decides that he needs to stop therapy and just needs to go out more.
1: Well, he's he's sir shots a lot. And mm-hmm. Marty is party hardy Marty. Yes. And Martin's just kind of giving the like, you should just go out more. You should buy a suede jacket. I
0: loved that. I, I, he's not wrong. That suede jacket looked so soft. and I wanted to touch it.
1: It looked really, I will say the way Martin, because at the end, it's Martin's trying it on, and I like went like, oh, that's a really nice suede jacket. And then the way he buttoned it looked ridiculous, and I was like, out. But like, yeah, no, I'm with you.
0: Wasn't it also too small? Isn't that why he buttoned it weird?
1: It's weird that it was it still Kenny's jacket, or was it a different jacket? No, it was, to it was, that it was Martin's
0: old jacket for oh, the to wear. Oh, it was Martin's old jacket. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. It wasn't yeah. Ken- no, Kenny's jacket got stolen by Trudy's boyfriend. Oh, right,
1: right, right, right. <laughs> Trudy in a very important role. Um, yes. Yeah, I just remember like, and it's funny because I remember stuff like that, like growing up that my mom was like, you need to do like I had a a black leather jacket. Mm-hmm. Do I seem like a black leather jacket person to you, Laurel? Like, do you ever look at him and be like, man, let's let's imagine Ryan leaning up against a motorcycle. With so, a black so that was going to jacket.
0: be my question is what style are we talking about? Are we talking about like a moto jacket? Are we are we talking just like a, a, a men's light jacket that happens to be ma- kind of like a windbreaker style, but it's made of leather.
1: I mean, it, I would say the one that she made a big deal about buying for me right before I went to college and then, you know, my parents living 20 minutes away and showing up to all the games and stuff like that, like always being like, where's your jacket? Like it, I don't think it was a full on motorcycle jacket, Mm -hmm. but man, did it, 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 it did not look, it, it looked like I was trying to establish a style that wasn't mine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? if if. It, like, like 20 years later, you probably would have been like, mm, Ryan, is everything okay? Are you having a <laughs> <'Cause>, midlife crisis?
0: <laughs> you know, watched enough Queer Eye to know that, like, that, uh, I've seen lot them buy lots of leather jackets for men to wear for, like, a night out. You know, like, oh, if you're going out on a date or something, like, top this sweater with a leather jacket or something. So that's why I was kind of right. curious about the style, because there's definitely some styles that would work.
1: Right. Well, this was not it. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like there were things like that where my mom <laughs> it was like, I don't think this is the exact line of conversation, but it was the Im- implication like you're not dating anyone because you don't have a black leather jacket. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's like the same thing. So we, like women will want to touch it and then they'll like, y- yes, the first part might be true, <laughs> but right. also it's like, this is the type of man who buys a nice feeling jacket. I want to, Hook my cart to this horse, you know, like it's <laughs> you, like your
0: wagon like... to that. Yeah, yeah. Like, ex- the suede exactly. jacket's only going to get you so far. At some point, they have to actually want to spend time with you. So it's
1: going to get you out in the parking lot being beat up and robbed. Apparently,
0: well, and it's sad. It's a bummer that they missed out on that dinner date with the colonel, which I had a hearty chuckle at.
1: I did as well. Yes, I think we're writing down the same. LOL. So I, I think funny. we were.
0: uh Do we want to flip to the B plot of Niles and Daphne taking yoga?
1: Yeah, real quick with Alan coming from x-men 2 i was gonna say i'm really I from because
0: but... i'm really excited as to what you mentioned him uh, being from i think this is a huge get for the show alan Cumming was a tony award winner i think at this point yeah 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 um so you're right he is nightcrawler and x-men 2 he's also i mean he's in i looked on imdb 121 episodes of the good wife i remember that he had he was a main cast for a while on there i didn't realize he was in that many episodes though
1: um i, I mean he's a big Working actor and yes. a lot of different things, but yes. I'm, I think the I'm trying to think of something that's the closest to X Men is like the thing that most people would know him from. But... I don't know
0: that most people know him from X Men just because he is in such a heavy makeup. Um, I, I know he was in Emma, the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma that came out in the late yeah. 90s. Um, had a pretty big supporting role. He's just one of those people where I've always known who he was, and I don't know mm-hmm. where I initially saw him. Um, he wrote a really good memoir in the early. Teens, early tens, um, maybe mid to early tens, um, just about his abusive relationship with his dad, um, and mm. it's it's just I don't know. It's really it's really good. Um, so r- recommend that if you feel like that. Also uh, listen to it on audiobook because I bet he reads it, and that's my new thing now is listening to oh,
1: memoirs on audio Scottish, very 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 deep yes. Scottish accent, which yes. I think is funny because he does he he's very good with accents because yes. he's like German as Nightcrawler. I've heard him do mm-hmm. English a lot. He does a really convincing just American. Two different kind of, not really two different accents, but like he's got his yogi voice in this Mm -hmm. and then when his mom calls and he just sounds like a regular dude and I think it's uh, you know, sometimes you can tell like, oh, this is a British person trying to do an American accent and it's not the case Mm -hmm. here.
0: No, no, not at all. Uh, I I enjoyed... And I I would be interested in Tara's thoughts about this, too, because I know she also does yoga. But now, having done yoga for probably a decade now, so much of this just, like, tickled me. Like, when Niles was like, I have congenitally shortened hamstrings, which is why he bent his knees during, like, down dog and everything. I was like, I want a private yoga teacher now.
1: I related to Niles in this so much on a couple different levels because every once in a while, I'll do yoga with Tara. And I did it a lot when we lived in DC more than I do now, but I went. they did like a meditation class and I went to one and oh man, that was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, fun is relative, but you know what I mean? But like, I have very, very tight hamstrings. So like, it was one of the things where I got plantar fasciitis in one of my feet. And Mm -hmm. he was like, it's because the, the, the hamstring is so tight. Like, and then it, my, it pulls the muscle that goes along the bottom of your Mm -hmm. foot and then it got Mm -hmm. like bruised or whatever. And he was like, Oh, you've got very well defined ham, uh, calf muscles. And I go, oh well, thank you. And he's like, do you work them out? And I'm like, no. He goes, yeah, they shouldn't be like that. (laughs) (laughs) They're just doing. (laughs) He's like, they're tight, so you have to do stretches to kind of loosen them up. And I just always like because I feel like it's one of those weird things like I wear shorts a lot and I've had people all my life go, oh, you have very nice calf muscles. And I was like, I don't have to do a damn thing. And then it was like, <laughs> it's it's genetic and wrong. But like th- I felt like that where it's like we're going to do a very simple pose. And then it's like you see Daphne and she's in the pose and she's doing fine. And next to her is Niles. Now, I'm I'm not nearly as bad as Niles where he's like trembling and can't like yes. extend his finger. But I'm definitely like doing what seems like a simple pose. And near the end, it's like. A little shake is starting to come yes. on, <laughs> like a little, like whatever. And then the big joke at the end is he just does them all, and then Daphne leaves the room, and he's like, "Please take me to the hospital <laughs> immediately."
0: <laughs> he, he was like, "I broke my body, my my rib, one of my ribs has achieved tunis."
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I thought that was funny because I was like, "How are they going to explain that?" Like, because at first I was like, "Maybe this is a dream sequence, and they're going to yeah. like cut back to him, and it's like a contortionist or something." And then it was, and then I was like, "Oh, maybe he took a muscle relaxant." Like, like mm-hmm. what did he do? And then mm-hmm. he's just like. Oh, I can do this. I just now have to go to the hospital, yes. and I thought that was very funny.
0: I like it when Alan Cumming is telling him to like exhale the pain, and he's like, "Well, I am hemorrhaging, so can we hurry this up?" Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I will say I thought this was a very funny little B plot in an otherwise like pretty nothing episode to me. This was the part I liked. I, I, I will also say that the other thing I kind of liked was at the end. Um, I didn't like that. It felt like th- what the episode was saying. It felt it felt a little too much like. Not everybody needs therapy. It felt a little dismissive of therapy. Mm-hmm. I-, I wish they would have said like, because it was like, sometimes you just need to talk to someone and I want to be like, well, that's therapy. Like that mm-hmm. can be therapy. Is it's a third party that's not like invested or your emotions don't mm-hmm. affect them so you can be very honest and open and they also have training so they can react to them a specific way and they don't say that. It's just like, I don't. I think some people just need to talk to people and it's like, well, I wish they would have done that but it's also in 2003 and a, sitcom
0: and i I wish they would have said there's a lot of things kenny needs to change in his life Mm -hmm. and he should go to therapy but he should also probably get out more be a little bit more social like those two things can both be things that would help him it doesn't have to be one or the other um so which is one i didn't like that that limited viewpoint but also they made kenny so like one note in this episode
1: one of the things we we tackled in that first therapist i had that i bald in front of the first time um was kind of like my social anxiety and how i diagnosed it in college by just drinking to excess like Mm -hmm. that was how i got through parties and stuff and it was also like i remember having like a legitimate conversation this was a conversation with a therapist where it was how many beers do you think you can have before things take a downward turn and i was like well maybe two or three she's like then what you need to do is go out and have two and stop and it was like, but it's weird to have a conversation about like, because she's like, it's a lubricant and it gets you like, it does relax you a little bit. Okay. She's like, I'm not saying self-medicate, and Let's, but but like, why don't you try this and we'll talk about it next week. So like one of my homework in, in therapy was go out, have two beers mm-hmm. and see how I felt without being like, well, I have to keep drinking to maintain this. And yeah. It was just very interesting that I thought like, that's what this felt like, like a therapist telling... Kenny like hey go out and do these little exercises in in society I guess I'm mostly just saying this in case anyone who listens to us is thinking about like sometimes that's the kind of stuff you talk about in therapy Mm -hmm. it's like how to handle social situations in a way that's not just like you know you don't go in and it's like you want to have what was it you you have a fear of castration or whatever he was gonna get into when Kenny left yes he's like what
0: (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah also I feel like part of therapy is you sometimes go in and have very boring sessions Where you're just like, yes. Like, let me just tell you how things are going. There's not, there's not a lot of revelations. There's not a lot of things to work on. It's just like, I have,
1: I I have sessions with my, my most recent therapist where it's, I literally, it's, I, I will say I've never left one and gone like, well, that was a waste of time, but I have done ones where it takes us like, you know, I have like a 55 minute session and then like 45 minutes of it is BS. And then like the last 10 is when for some reason we happen to get into something. that's like, no, but it's just like, it takes you a while to get there. I had one where we t- spent a lot of time talking about board games because she's also a board game player and we're mm-hmm. comparing stuff. And then we just start talking. I sold some story and then it devolved into something where I was like oh, that really makes me think that I have a problem with blah, blah, blah. she's like, well, our time's up. And I'm like, wait, no. (laughs) We finally got there. But like, yeah, there'll be ones where we start off and she literally will ask me something that I'm like, I can't believe a trained therapist has asked me what movies I saw this weekend. And then by the end, it has turned into yes, (laughs) like something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I would also Um, go to therapy uh, in D.C. in the middle of the workday. I mm -hmm. like as my therapist was by my office. And so I would like take lunch from one to two and like go to therapy and so it was often I would come in and be like okay hang on let me like shift off work brain and (laughs) shift into and then leave therapy and then be like okay shift back into work brain
1: yeah I have a hard time with that that's probably something I should talk about in therapy but like sometimes I get off of work and I go sit down with Tara and she's like are you okay I'm like yeah I'm just like I've been doing motivated stuff I need a minute to Mm -hmm. shift to like conversationalist mm-hmm. you know like being able to talk like i said like sitting at a computer and moving pixels around all day mm-hmm. do you want do you want to rate this one do yes. you have anything else you want to talk about
0: uh no i'm good
1: uh i give it four out of ten dates with the colonel
0: i'm gonna give it five out of ten suede jackets
1: i was that's really funny because i think i wrote suede jackets and they went no laurel's gonna say that
0: uh well it's funny um, i was already thinking about what my next other one was gonna be which would have been yoga blocks which is not nearly as exciting but i love my yoga blocks so
1: that was funny because I feel like yoga blocks wasn't something that I, I felt like a little like a, a, a kind of a deep cut for two thousand three yoga culture mm-hmm. like like for a major show I, don't, I would have been like what are those blocks
0: yeah well but when I was like, was oh, I was like, no, like no I don't need the block I was like you hundred I mean obviously Miles needed the block but also <laughs> I'm like there's no shame in yoga for using the blocks like I don't I don't know
1: um, the next one season ten episode eighteen row to perdition. Uh, Frazier and Niles acquire an inside source of top-quality caviar and become dealers to the rest of Seattle's elite. Uh, Now, what I've been doing lately for my notes is I will just screen capture the name of the episode, the episode, like all the information before I I say it here. And so for this one, I grabbed it before I started watching the episode. And Laurel, I read that synopsis and I went, I'm going to love this, this episode because this... Is the kind of Frasier episode I really like. It's I don't think this was the best version of this, but it's so like being Hoity Toity gets Frasier and Niles into goofball antics. Mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. I I really like these type of things where it's something I would never go, oh, I'm interested in the ins and outs of of back alley (laughs) caviar sales. (laughs) But I read it on the on a Fraser episode, I'm like Oh, I'm. I was so. I was ready for this one. I will say I went into it with high hopes that were so, that were that were not, high-ish hopes that were somewhat met. Okay. I I enjoyed this. this better one, be a great but... synopsis. <laughs> Do what?
0: This better be a great synopsis.
1: Oh, I did. Yeah. I not read it. I great. read it.
0: Read, 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 read it again.
1: Frazier and Niles acquire an inside source of top quality caviar and become dealers to the rest of Seattle's elite.
0: Oh, maybe you did read it and I just completely zoned <laughs> out while you were, because when, when you're talking like, here's here's the name of the episode, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 you, you've experienced it. But also like, but it, I think this one just does a really, it's a, it's a one sentence thing where it's not like, and then this happens. Yes. This but da, 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 like, this one is just like, it, it's a short synopsis. It gets to it. It's mm-hmm. a kind of thing I like. There were some really good bits in here. Like the first one, I think I laughed t- twice. This one, I was like definitely at least chuckling through almost all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was over the top. It was silly. There's a, It basically is like a drug story, but the drug is beluga caviar. Now, have you had caviar?
0: Yes, I have.
1: I don't think I have.
0: I've had I've had it a handful of times, um, and it's always been a garnish on something. So it's never been. I mean, obviously, unlike you know Fraser and Niles at the end, you rarely are just shoveling caviar into your mouth. But (laughs) uh, faces. I had a. uh, (laughs) <laughs> it's actually it, it, one of the times i had it i don't like oysters um i've had oysters i don't care for them but um i was at a did a 10 course tasting menu um at rose's luxury in dc before i moved and one of the courses was the oyster course and they topped the oysters with caviar and i was like well mm. when in rome uh, and, it, and it was great but i think the caviar part i've had caviar other time a few other times too um it is like like when niall says it's like being kissed by a lusty, mermaid. lusty I mean, mermaid that kind of is it's got it's salty but also like got a like creaminess to it as well um i've had i've had a caviar sampler before so i've had lots of different kinds
1: of- i thought you had to say a caviar sandwich is what you're about to say there.
0: i i mean roz was not above putting caviar on a sandwich
1: i loved i loved that whole bit where her where she became addicted to caviar yes. like it's it's so funny the whole thing was really good. The basic, the idea was caviar in Seattle was going up. There was like a shortage, and there was a guy. And it was a hundred dollars who... an ounce.
0: So I got curious as to how much caviar is in you know the year of our Lord twenty twenty
1: three with with inflation and everything. Y- well,
0: and just is caviar? You think chicken
1: eggs cost a lot?
0: Well, and I was I was more just like, <laughs> is caviar still as prized as it used to be? Kind of like how truffles used to be completely prized, and now everything. has like truffle oil and stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I found a few things. You can also Costco sells caviar. So, um, but. But really, what i was finding is that caviar the ones i was finding online seems to be between like 50 and 70 dollars an ounce um mm-hmm. uh, i found one place that had an 8 ounce 10 for 350 dollars at costco they had an 8 ounce 10 for 550 i'm sure there's some differences in quality there but um there also yeah. were a lot of caviar sampler sets but those all seem to be like minimum 200 dollars. it would be like eight tens each and a half ounce a half ounce so like four ounces of caviar and then like some toast points and a mother of pearl spoon was in one of them so
1: lord um i you know i think once i'll watch a lot of things on youtube i i don't know and 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 i don't know if this is for everyone because there was it was like a gordon ramsay bit about him seeing how they harvest caviar which is you know the fish die, so if you are not interested in seeing them cut open a fish and get mm-hmm. the, the the stuff out, not something necessarily you want to watch. But I thought it was very interesting because it was some place where they were farm raised, and it was this whole thing about him being like, "This can't possibly be as good." And they were like, "You know, it's it's better because we get more like they're, the the fish are designed to do this, and then we take the rest of the fish and we do this with so it." You know, it mm-hmm. was it was just very interesting. Like again, never had caviar, but I was like, I always like stuff where it's like, you know, I don't, I you know, not, not like responsibly raised, but like basically you know like it's not they're going out in the ocean they're finding a bull, you know some fish that's out there in the ocean then killing it and then it's like a waste you know uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: this is more like so we can do multiple like we can create more and more of it like specifically for that and the stuff at epcot where they talk about how they can like do catfish in like a farm raise and stuff like that where it's 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 it's, it's more responsible and you get more more there's more and less space this was a very rambling thing that had nowhere to go. Anyway, yeah, so um, you did
0: lose me a little bit ago, but.
1: Uh, I will, uh, I, I'll, I'll post that. I don't know, like I said, if everybody, I'll, I'll put a big warning. That's like, <laughs> there is a fish that is cut in, in this. So like, if this is not your thing, whatever. So, but so I thought it was very interesting. To
0: bring us back to the episode and finding out that the caviar is now $100 an ounce, a gentleman overhears them at their <laughs> fancy gourmet store. <laughs> and basically, he's a back alley caviar dealer and is like selling oh. tins of just the best caviar they've ever tasted for $50 an ounce. I just love that he procures from his jacket a thermos essentially of caviar and two spoons. And yes they like he's s-
1: got this whole system set up.
0: Yes, and so they start to buy caviar from him to for all of their like uh, for, for this party they're having. All their fancy friends now want in on this caviar as well, and they become like back alley caviar dealers to the point that they're buying five pounds of it. I did the math on the. Uh, the caviar at the end that they were being quoted—that was eighty dollars an ounce. That is sixty-four hundred dollars of caviar. Yeah. And Niles just hands them like an envelope of money, and I was like, "What?"
1: Now, did you think this was gonna like turn on them in a way? Like it was gonna turn out it was like I kept trying to figure out like what, why it wasn't caviar or why it wasn't beluga caviar. Like it was, gonna, it was either gonna be yes, like
0: that is. So yeah, I will say. Uh, I have a memory of seeing this episode. I think I've only seen this episode once. I do have a memory of Fraser and Niles, like, shoveling caviar out of a tin into their mouths. Like, I do remember that. I What I uh, recall, though, is that, like, the caviar tin had fallen on the floor, and they were trying to eat the caviar that was, like, on the top. That was obviously not right. I did think that what was going to happen is eventually they were going to end up with, like, not even Napaluga caviar, like, not even caviar. Like, the top layer would yeah. be caviar, and then underneath it would just be, like, Marbles. gumballs or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I, it's funny that you said that because as soon as I, I, you thought of them dropping it, I thought of that scene in the office with Kevin's chili. Yes. <laughs> it's
0: well, I, I think I'm conflating it with there's an episode of Friends where this really fancy cheesecake keeps getting misdelivered to Monica and Chandler's apartment and it's like really good. So they keep like dropping it and being like, oh, no. And like and then they pick it up and eat it. And at one point it like drops in the hallway and Chandler and Rachel are like lying down in the hallway eating the cheesecake off the floor. <laughs> It's a later season of Friends. The, the
1: the the way it happens is eventually the guy is like not getting more because the whole thing is he's like the Russian mafia has taken over the the caviar, caviar trade. sales. Yeah, he's like I can't do this; it's too dangerous. We're gonna get caught. So they have to like find a ship to get the rest of the caviar because they're selling it for basically like social elite favors, mm-hmm. like invitations to yacht club parties, etc. Dinner with the governor. So at the end, uh,
0: but one thing I found interesting though is he was like, "If we can't fulfill these orders, we'll be ruined." I was like will you doesn't that just doesn't that make sense so it's like oh our caviar dealer isn't dealing oh it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I don't know i thought that was such an odd thing to think you'd be ruined
1: well, the point was that these guys were idiots when it came to being any sort of black market true, sales true. Thing, whether it was anything but like there was all these like funny drug references like first uh Roz like gets them their order because they didn't want to tell the guy where they lived. And she's like the Russian bear hunts at night or something like that was. Her thing. I also,
0: I would have been Roz in this situation. If somebody asked me to do that, I would hundred percent wear all black, arrive in sunglasses.
1: And yes, exactly. <laughs> and then she ends up loving it and she becomes, she's like, I need it. I. Need, she's like screaming. Like she puts on a performance. That's, I can't pinpoint. It's it's interesting because I know exactly what she's doing, but it also doesn't feel like she's copying anybody. No. I don't know. It was it was really good. It hard. was.
0: It was very good. It was very good. It was also just like but, in an in episode that already, excuse me, that already was funny. It it just was an added little like humor element.
1: Yes. Um. I also like there was at one point where they didn't think they were going to get enough. So they were talking about, and I think they end up doing this at the end where mm-hmm. they're getting cheaper caviar. They're cutting it. Cut yeah. With with the, the expensive caviar, and it's also funny because this is one where like there's not an end. Like as far as we know, they still got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They sold that caviar or gave that caviar away and got everything they wanted. You know, it's just it's not like oh, and now the whole thing's ruined. It's it, it, yeah, I th- that they, was they don't even
0: really miss a beat when Eddie uh, when they pop into the kitchen when Eddie sticks his whole face into the caviar tin and starts eating it. Yes, uh, which I now, saw coming from a mile away. That would not happen with Leo because he is too oblivious, as you can see, to even notice <laughs> of a caviar tent. Nor also he's such a picky eater. I doubt he would be interested in caviar. So,
1: is there anything you open or order or anything that he smells and it's like he he perks up? Like is there any, like no la- lady hears cellophane mm. and she knows something's being opened in the kitchen. Tara thinks I'm always giving her food. I'm not, but it's I will tell you like ham and pepperoni. When we first got her, we got a pepperoni pizza, and it was the first time we noticed like we were like cutting it up, and we turned around, and the dog's like right there and mm-hmm. just drooling. <laughs> we're like, oh. so she loves like pepperoni, ham, uh, deli meats, deli meats, sausage, that sort of stuff. But like, yeah, no, I didn't know Leo. Was I mean, he... if
0: Leo is just hungry in general, and I'm in the kitchen, he'll just come into the kitchen to be like. Whatever you're cooking, I'll have some. Um, But then he Mm -hmm. doesn't actually, like, (laughs) want it. Um, No, there's not really anything. I mean, he is very in tune, though, because his treats are kept in a part of the apartment where, like, nothing else is kept there. So if I'm over there and he hears his, like, treat jar open, he is then very much like, okay, like, the only thing that comes out of that corner is my treats. So um,
1: We used to have multiple things in the same drawer that we had her treats, uh, and we had to stop mm -hmm. that because any time we went for him, she was, like... Hey, what are you doing? And it was like, no, no, no. We're going for the other, you know, we couldn't explain to her. It's also a junk drawer. Like she was Yes. Like,
0: some some friends of mine, they lived in a two-bedroom apartment in Chicago, and their their guest bathroom, they just didn't need to store anything underneath, like in the closet of the guest bathroom. So that's where they put the big tub of dog food. So whenever I would leave the bathroom, their dog would be right outside the door, <laughs> just like, Hi, awesome. hi, what's what you doing in there?
1: It was, that's funny. It was. Um uh, anything else we want to talk about with this one? I mean Yeah, I, I,
0: I some I have some uh, Laurel one-liners here. Uh, also, I do want to talk about Martin's uh, debacle at the bank. And oh,
1: I could. I was like, where the a- I I ATM know there's a B plot gave him forty extra Martin. dollars
0: that they didn't take out of his account. And as soon, I did not remember how far this went. As soon as Daphne was like, "You have to give that back," I was like, "There is no way he can actually give that back." Like there. Yes. It- and then it just it gets proved that like when she was like, "That's bad karma," I was like, Do you think it's bad karma, donate the forty dollars to a charity." That is the the, only way.
1: No, the answer was to do exactly what he did because he walked out with $10,000.
0: Yes, but they had to first mistake him for a bank robber for him to... Okay. (laughs) I'm just saying, I feel like (laughs) these days uh, that person would actually get shot. So I don't know if it's necessarily worth that, but
1: potentially however like if if knowing what i know in hindsight like that was the thing when it was like this slow escalation of like his 40 dollars turned into 80 turned into 120 like i thought it was gonna end up being like 400 Mm -hmm. or something and i was like well that was kind of that was cool but then the fact that it's like he keeps trying to give it back and they keep being like confused that he would give the money back
0: and also being like we're so sorry for the inconvenience so we'd like to offer you this
1: That's- yeah, we'd like to make banking simpler and he's like this isn't simple this is very complicated yes. like his he did a very good job with his exasperation yes
0: and i loved it when he is first at their apartment trying to call and he's like personal checking oh, yeah, yeah, customer yeah. and then the woman at the bank is like i'm gonna have to call someone about this personal
1: have they done that i feel like they might have it, it maybe it wasn't frazier maybe it was something else i saw where there was like a joke where he someone said it, it wasn't the focus of it, but it was I need to call something. And then like the conversation is continuing you hear in the background, like number two, like or yeah. something where it's the same thing where it's obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um I did like Fraser going, Oh, you just hit zero, because I do this all the time. And it's like some places it is, you hit zero. Mm-hmm. I have I, I'm gonna take this second to do a my big beef with Quest Diagnostic Laboratory, clinical laboratory. Can't laboratories, wait to hear where, this. Where I got there. So i'm not gonna go to the whole thing but the the biggest point was i had to like run back to the house and i was gonna be five minutes late to my appointment to get the paperwork i needed because they can't look at digital paperwork at this lab Mm -hmm. if it doesn't come straight from a doctor Mm -hmm. they have to have it printed out i learned that last time because i had to like drive to a print shop to get something printed Mm -hmm. out and then i I have i have been there maybe six or seven times because i have to get blood work done for my diabetes Mm -hmm. but it uh one time I got through when I was supposed to. Every other time, it's like an hour to two hour wait. So I got there and I went, oh, shoot, I forgot to print out. I'm going to be five minutes late, but I need to go get it so I can be you know, just five minutes late to my appointment. On the way back to the house, I was calling them. And every there were all these options that were like, to speak to someone, mm-hmm. press seven. I press seven and it would go boop and hang up on me.
0: <gasps> that is the worst.
1: And I was like, and I got in and they were like, sorry, you're going to have to go in the standby line. And I'm like, that's going to be two hours. And they're like, I'm sorry, you were late. And I'm like, I have been here. Uh, like, I, I I, got irate. Because I was like, I have been here before where you guys are 20 minutes or longer w- late to mine. Why do you get the grace and I don't get a five-minute grace period? Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, we came out and you weren't here in the thing. Le- and th- this will be the last part of the story. I have nine other little million things I did. So I'm waiting there for again for two hours. And I'm sitting there. And the she co- this woman comes out and goes, Bram. Looks around and starts to go back in. And I go, What? and she looks at me and goes "Brandon." And I about like got up and just started like kicking like things. I was like "Excuse I was like <gasps> first of all you you asked once. You said a random word uh, yes. and 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 then we're like that was it. So like I'm sure there's a chance I, I would be sure there are people that they come out they say one word and then they just duck back in so quick and they're like "Well, you're out of the system cuz you didn't answer mm-hmm. me." And then two The indignance that that woman had. Like, I was an idiot to go, a a Brandon. Like, that's not what you said. You said, (laughs) Brand, Like, that was the word you said when you came out. How dare you? How dare you? I was just sitting there, and I'm usually very, very... I give customer service people a lot of grace, but I was just like, I... I was really, really tearing into this person because they're like, there's nothing we can do. I'm like, there's a lot you can do. You can just bring me back there and do this. Like, mm-hmm. this can just happen. And like, I'm expecting to turn around and see like cell phones up. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't care. I want you to know this is BS. I was so There irate. was
0: also something about uh, Quest nationwide. Because like Quest was what my doctors used in DC they're just terrible they are yeah, yeah, yeah. just terrible i have had there's one I, I, should, I don't even know if it's a quest that's by me um that i've gone to for different blood tests from different doctors and they are fantastic i don't think it's a quest though now that i think about it so like just yeah i remember in dc and they'd be like you have to go get blood and my friends and i would all be, always be like mm.
1: uh, yeah
0: also well i just i don't want to get off on a quest tangent on a quest about quest <laughs> yeah
1: exactly. um
0: can I, can
1: I bring up one more thing I want to talk about real as quick long as it's not about, about the episode, okay. not about Quest Agnostic. <laughs> um, the the scene it's it's not really even a c plot, but it's a scene that the, the whole scene about everyone refusing to ask Daphne more about her brother. Oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> no, Dad, we're not <laughs> stopping. Was like one of the best parts because I also I feel like we all have somebody like that in our lives where
1: oral it's my mother, <laughs> <laughs> and and my sister and I. She will say things sometimes. And we'll be out to dinner and like everyone will get real quiet. And then my sister and I will look at each other and it becomes this thing where it's like our it's do you ever see it? You saw in Kanto, right? Mm-hmm. Remember when it's like the one who can hear everything mm-hmm. is trying to keep the secret? Mm-hmm. That's like the face me and my sister are making of like, don't you say what? Don't you say cause that's the thing I was like, don't say what? Because you'll be like, blah 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 And we'll be like, what? And then like the story continues. Mm-hmm. And if we can get past that part, mm-hmm. it'll just be dropped. So mm-hmm. it's this minute of like, don't do it. I know you want to know what she's talking about. You got to let it go. Or this is mm, like, yeah. I related to the scene so much.
0: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, to, to me, it's, it's like friends of mine that are, you know, the person where you like, you just gotta, you just gotta power through this story. Or as I say, sometimes yes. I'm going to hit the fast forward button. Um, I, I, I did wonder if you had any condiment or something in your life that you felt as passionate about as they did about this caviar. For me, it was a, dip called jalapeno feta that was at dupont market on 18th street in dc and uh they would usually make like i don't know a dozen containers of it a day and occasionally you would go in there and they would be out and you would be like but 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 i wanted my jalapeno feta and i don't i don't know what to do now (laughs) my whole day revolved around this
1: (laughs) i love a good condiment uh i love like a good like you know i you know i like the the standards but i also like ones where it's like you know, I always have a thing of the. Uh, uh, my friend Blake moved away, and we got him as a housewarming place present for his new place. The Whataburger, like spicy ketchup, mm-hmm. fancy ketchup, like like the whole like mm-hmm. set, and send it to him is like, hey, remember home. Um, but I, the closest I can come to, and I always still look for this. There was a mustard. I don't know how I got it in the first place. I don't know. This this is starting to sound like the, many years ago. The, the
0: reverence with which you are now speaking of this mustard is
1: It was it was Texas chili mustard. So it was a spicy mustard, but it was like Texas chili spicy cuz like I will say I like the like hot mustard that you get with your chicken mm-hmm, McNuggets, mm-hmm. like I but it's a different it was a very specific taste. Mm-hmm. And I loved it, I put it on everything I and then I couldn't find it wherever like like in the stores so then the next place I found it is I found it online I remember I bought like a big thing of it and I handed it out, there were some other friends of mine who loved it and they were like oh my god I can't believe you got us the Texas god, Chili Mustard can't find it anymore and I, you know it wasn't so much where I was like super like if I saw some I would be like oh like I'm also in a place in my life where this is something I can do but if I saw some even if it was like only, only by the palate I'd be like Gotta get one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gotta get one pallet of Texas chili mustard. Yeah, I don't even remember the brand, but I could like because I don't know anyone else who calls it Texas chili mustard, and they have a whole bunch of different flavors, but that specific one.
0: I I feel like this. This is just a quick Google. I know,
1: but that's what I'm saying. It's not like it's not. I just haven't thought about it for a while. It's not like Laurel every moment of my day. Like when I'm not. Did it come in a jar? It was a little short, it looks like a jar, but it's squeezed, it's plastic. Okay,
0: Because Fredericksburg far, oh no, that's Texas sweet jalapeno mustard. Why did this come up? That's stupid. Anyway, uh, oh, was it?
1: Oh, hold on, I found some. <laughs> that's how easy it was. El Diablo, Diablo I just Texas found that too, yes. I think that's what, it's not so much that I can't get it, it's like, I have to order it specifically right, right, right. from someplace, and I'm like, this seems like a lot for mustard. But I also have had, you know, done that with, uh hot sauces off of uh, hot ones. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say, like, don't don't necessarily, if it brings you joy, special order that mustard, so.
1: I might. It's been a while, but, like, yeah, it's a good, but El Diablo, Texas Chili Look Mustard. Look at
0: us just talking about condiments. I started off talking about my, you know, fantastic know. fuego salsa. We're talking about Texas Chili Mustard. If you live in D.C., go to DuPont Market. They have great sandwiches too, but go to DuPont Market and get you some jalapeno feta spread. I think, I, it's last time I was in D.C., it was still open, so.
1: Have you had the jalapeno ranch from Whataburger?
0: Do I have a bottle of it in my fridge and another bottle yeah, of in my say, pantry? Yes, I do. But
1: but what does it go with on the menu?
0: Oh, I don't know. I See, I almost exclusively just get breakfast at Whataburger, so I don't, like, I, I can't tell you what a Beyond oh. Burgers Whataburger has.
1: They used to have a mushroom Swiss burger that was seasonal, and then it became, like, for about a year on the menu, maybe a year and a half. And then they just got rid of it. And I'm now Tara's like, oh, I'm going to get a the because the chicken tenders there are something she can eat with her acid reflux uh-huh. problems. And I, she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Something with bacon and cheese. <laughs> like, I don't even like have a burger order anymore that's not breakfast. So wait,
0: does water Because I know burger has like, all the different things you can add to it. Can you not just make it like a mushroom in Swiss? Do they not just have mushrooms in Swiss as options? I don't think they
1: have those things oh, anymore. Okay. But they used to... It was like... Mushrooms, and then they had this kind of like creamy sauce on it. Ooh, Laurel, I'm gonna get lunch after. Let's 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 wrap this up so I can eat. I'm. What's the thing where it's like when I say I could eat, you have 40 minutes until I become another person entirely. Yes,
0: yeah. (laughs) Oh, I I, I am Um, pretty vocal about when I'm like, no, I'm going to need to get food into my system in the next 30 minutes. Yeah, and it needs to be substantial.
1: Laurel. Let's hear some of your LOLs, because I'm sure you've got some good Oh, you ones. know
0: I have some. Uh, I really enjoyed when they're trying to figure out how they can find the ship that uh, Peter w- talked about. And Frazier says, what is the name of the ship? And-, and Niall says, hey, she was bounty! <laughs> and Frazier yeah. looks at him and goes, this isn't trivial pursuit! <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed that. Uh, I mean, obviously, no, Dad, we're not, uh, we're not stopping. Uh, when Roz, after she tastes the uh, caviar for the first time, and says, what's your little party for tonight? And Fraser says, invited guests. Yes. I was like, did you not pay her anything? She just went and like did a transaction for you, and you're not giving her anything? Um, also, uh, just the guy who played the final bank manager who had Martin sign the NDA uh, played Headmaster Charleston and Gilmore Girls. So I hope all my gillies out there recognize that. <laughs> I also just thought it was really funny that the customs agents who raided the ship were looking for people smuggling DVDs. I was like, oh, 2003, how sweet you were.
1: I thought it was going to be something like I, I bet the first pitch of that was like heroin. Like I bet they pitched like they're going for something that actually is a problem. Yes, yeah. And then they're like, you know, let's let's well, let's back as, it up. As you might
0: <laughs> remember, pirated movies really just hurt the entire Hollywood ecosystem. Do you, it's
1: not a victimless crime, Laurel.
0: Do you remember those ads that used to be like on DVDs before, where it'd be all these like movie stars being like,
1: "You wouldn't steal a car, exactly." Like, <laughs> if I could steal a car by touching it. And a second car appeared next to the first car. Yes, <laughs> I would do that, but that's not how it works.
0: Oh man, uh, I think those are those are basically my those are basically my my LOLs. Yeah,
1: I I had a few other ones. Um, uh, the Russian mafia controls Robert's gourmet goodies. <laughs> I thought was a very good line. Uh, Robert's.
0: Um, Robert's.
1: We say Robert's. Uh-huh. Sorry, he kind of whispered it, but I definitely like rewound it to get the try to get the best, like the most accurate. Uh, version of it. Um, when they're talking, to, I loved the kind of meta commentary where they're like, "I'm surprised you guys don't throw more parties." He's like, "Something's usually on fire by now." Yes. <laughs> and then I really like Fraser's ahoy, <laughs> like when he was. They, it shows the two Russian like guys like playing cards in like the hull of this dingy ship, and you just hear Fraser go ahoy <laughs> from like way up top. That really made me laugh. Yeah. Um Those are mine. Okay. Uh I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 uh caviar and a cheese danish. Uh
0: yeah, I'm going to give it um probably 7 Your out of t-
1: Microphone has gone out for me.
0: Does this Hello, I think you're back. Okay. Yep. Well, I just unplugged my main mic. I'm going to give this 7 out of 10 um uh, mini bagels at the Tucson Doubletree, which is where Roz first had caviar. Oh,
1: that's funny. I was really hoping we both picked something that Roz put caviar on. <laughs> which was... Ex- yes. um. uh So yeah, you know what? Craniacs, tell us what you put caviar on or what you have put caviar on. Get at us. Let us know. We are at we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S at craniacs on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Craniacs, a Fraser podcast on facebook uh we're available wherever you get your podcast you're listening to us right now uh you may be wondering where else you could find us that could be stitcher apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify overcast wherever you get your podcast if you find someplace and don't see us let us know and we'll get there asap but while you're there give us a five-star review the highest review possible not a four-star review no 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 if you want to give us a four-star review laura what else could they do instead of doing that well
0: guys as you know it is oscar season and i am here to recommend some (laughs) uh there's gonna be an oscar related thing until the oscars happen i am about to to say yeah (laughs) to recommend some oscar podcasts for you because i know you're like laurel how do i make sense how do i break through the clutter there are 10 best picture nominees what do i need to focus on some podcasts can help you with that the first one we're going to recommend is on the ringer podcast network it's called the big picture about once a week now they're doing an episode pretty much focused almost solely on the oscars and they do kind of a ranking right now of of the best picture odds um as to what they think will win they also just kind of talk about some of the other races that are getting some interesting attention um another one is from vanity fair it's called little gold men and their episodes are maybe about 30 to 45 minutes long and they talk like they just reported about sundance and stuff so they aren't exclusively about the Hmm. oscars but you can kind of yeah because
1: i don't know what you do the rest of the year
0: (laughs) Well, exactly. They used to only be during awards season. And now they kind of, they've made themselves more of like an industry podcast. Um, like they report on the Emmys too and like the SAG and stuff like that. So um, they, you know, th- there's enough, I guess, for them to talk about throughout the year. But uh, so that mm-hmm. one. And then the last one I'm going to recommend is This Had Oscar Buzz, which their usual format is they talk about a movie that came out sometime in like the past 30 years that when it came out had Oscar Buzz and then just completely shut out in terms of nominations. But around the oscars they talk more about what they call like you know the class of 2022 so the ones who've been nominated and they talk about the odds and stuff um and so those are three pods that i recommend if you just want to dip your toe in um and see i've seen four of the best picture nominees i don't know how many more i'm going to see um
1: which four have you seen
0: i've seen everything everywhere top gun mm-hmm. banshees of Inisherin, and the fablemans
1: do you have one you're leaning towards? Maybe not necessarily you think is going to uh, so, win, but which one do you want uh, so, to win? So
0: here's what I'm going to do, much like I did last year, where I'm going to say, like, here's, the, here's what I think will win, well, but don't be surprised if this wins. And that's usually okay. was, like the one that I wanted to win. So uh, I am still right now pushing for everything everywhere, both in that I think mm-hmm. it has a chance and I would love for it to win. Um, I, the don't be surprised if this wins goes a little bit to uh, Banshees of Inassurance. Mm-hmm and yeah so I, i'm hearing some things about elvis i didn't see the elvis movie by baz lerman i had no interest in seeing it but please if you have seen it and have thoughts i would love to hear them
1: um, i'll let you know it's definitely one i want to see i will say i think the whole I, I, it's like everything w- when i saw the trailers for it the tom hanks colonel parker thing i was like this is weird like like i i think he's like a weird choice and it's like Weird makeup, but everything I've seen with the guy playing Elvis seems really cool. But I don't know if that makes it an Oscar winner. But I, you know, yeah, want to give it a shot. Yeah, Banshees of Inishirian is our movie of the month. Women, Woman King, who's not an Oscar contender, but is one I've been wanting to see. Apparently, just came out on Netflix, so I'm excited to see that. Yeah,
0: too. I mean, that was yeah, that was shut out, I think. But I've heard yeah. good things about that. Um, it's it's a kind of a it's a it's a great year for the Oscars in that i think something like 16 of the of the acting nominees of the 20 acting nominees are all first time nominees and it's a fairly like oh very cool di- and it's a fairly diverse group as well like um but it's i don't know there's there's a lot of chatter about this like campaign to get this very this andrea Riseborough nominated for best actress um and they think that she her nomination like pushed out viola davis and another woman of color and just there's I don't know it's it's an interesting year it's an interesting year I do think more people will be tuning in since the slap happened last year people are realizing that anything can happen at the Oscars but um
1: I keep seeing stuff every once in a while where someone's like people still think it was fake and I'm like I don't know about it. I, <laughs> like, that's I a weird... don't
0: think it's fake because what a torpedo a grenade into Will Smith's career that was I don't yeah it wouldn't be fake Will Smith would not choose to participate in that on the night he was going to win an Oscar and he knew he was going to win. He was going to win. Like there was no chance he wasn't going to win.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, weird. Um, if, uh, something I can kind of suggest off of that, if you want to if you're a little disappointed that Viola Davis didn't get nominated, uh, check out her Hot Ones episode. It's really good. <laughs> she's and she, speaking of slaps, I think she threatens to get across the table and beat up those because she's like, has anyone ever come over there and just slapped you? <laughs> Cause like this is so so bad. And he's like, No. You can see it for a second going, No, are you gonna be the first person to do this? Please don't. But she's got a really good interview. But um I'm excited to see a few more Oscars. Uh, are we gonna do a little uh laurels little little short minisode
0: you know we'll we'll see if i have thoughts to share um i I, i'm very grateful to all of the lovely feedback i got to last year's um minisode so um we'll see If, if i don't feel like i have a whole lot to say then uh uh i i i won't but we'll see guys we'll see i just don't know what i'm doing for the oscars yet so uh mm-hmm. you know stay tuned as you might recall when i i t- asked you and tara i was like if i had an oscar party would y'all come and tara was like oh my gosh yes and you were like tara you can't talk during the show <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: we we can we can do that we've been doing a lot of stuff lately where it's like when we went and saw everything everywhere all at once i think one of the things we realized is how good it was seen in a the theater mm-hmm. where we couldn't talk about it because we were sitting the whole time going like, afterwards, we were like, I think we would have just been like, what's going on? What's happening, like, at home? I, and I think we can... We So we've been, like, more cognizant of watching movies and being like, all right, let's enjoy this as it was meant to yes. be enjoyed.
0: Uh, so I'm very adamant about people seeing everything everywhere in a theater. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people who's like, you have to see it on the... This is just one of those movies where you have to let it take over.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah, order exactly. to...
0: Um, also... I love that some friends of mine are still like, have you seen everything everywhere? And I'm like, no, I saw it in, in April when it came out. Like I, yes, I have seen it. I'm still on a bit of the, the still on the, you know, bullseye of movies. somewhat
1: (laughs) you're, you're, you're like, I'm at the forefront. I don't, I'm not a Johnny come lately. I know what's going on. Yeah. Well, at that point Um, I still had
0: my Alamo pass. So I saw it for what felt like free.
1: We just got ours back. So that's part of what we're, we're trying to go see more stuff in theaters. Um, Let's get out of here, yeah, guys. Go. Thank you so much. We'll be back with, I'm sure, more Oscar thoughts. If not, just uh, you know, in our cold open to one of our episodes, perhaps a whole episode, perhaps just a long Facebook post. So stay tuned for all the all the all the the, and, the Oscar buzz. We have
0: another episode before the Oscars. The Oscars are March 12th Absolutely, so.
1: absolutely. But uh, until then, uh, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening.
0: Bye, y'all.